1: The Miami Dolphins 2023 Prospect Spotlight Series continues with Tulane running back Tajay Spears. Who he is, how he fits, and where the Dolphins would need to draft him to add him to the mix for 2023.
0: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, Miami what is going on? Welcome to Locked on Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, decade-long draft Nick, co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast, and your host here on Locked on Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen to the day. You can catch us on YouTube or re-listen to your favorite podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are in life. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. We are continuing the 2023 Prospects Spotlight Series ahead of the 2023 NFL Draft. I know the Dolphins don't have a pick on Thursday night, and that kind of takes the wind out of everybody's sails, but you have picks of 51 and 84 that have an opportunity to be real needle movers For this Dolphins franchise, case in point, you have seen throughout the history of the NFL ample players who have been added in that stretch of picks throughout the top 100 that if it's the right player and the right opportunity with the right scheme and the right coach and the right system, you can get significant contributors to your roster throughout the course of day two. And that is the objective that Chris Greer and the Dolphins organization is going to have to try to tackle at the end of the month. One such position has been the running back position, and obviously we have worked our way through a um, significant number of candidates to this point in time about the Dolphins' 2023 Day 2 choices that they're going to have to make. You think about the offensive tackles that we've explored, the tight ends that we've explored. We're almost done with the running back position as well. We still have to cover guard. We still have to cover defensive tackle, and We still have to cover linebacker. Uh, That gives you about half of the roster as far as from a positional standpoint, and they are the areas that we would most prominently identify as being the primary areas of need. Now there's a couple other prospects at other positions that we will sprinkle in throughout the course of this series as well, but we're bringing things home with running back, and Tyje Spears is our subject today, a, a very fascinating player because he absolutely exploded on the scene this past year for Tulane. Uh, 1,581 rushing yards, nearly seven yards per carry, had 21 total touches or touchdowns from scrimmage across 251 total touches. So uh, this player was all over the field uh, for the Green Wave this past year. So our objective today who is Tajay Spears? How would he fit the Dolphins specifically? And where the Dolphins would need to draft him. So let's talk about Tajay Spears, starting with from a biographical standpoint, his background. He's a three-star recruit, according to both 247 and rivals. Uh, he totaled 1,800 yards from scrimmage his final year in high school, a two-way player, 920 rushing yards, 880 receiving yards, according to his profile on the Tulane website in that senior season. So it's not a big player, but he checks the boxes. 509.5. Is his weight so that's five feet nine inches and five eighths of an inch so just short of just over nine and a half inches tall five five feet nine and a half inches tall 201 pounds 30 and three quarter inch arms 10 inch hands he jumped 39 inches at the NFL combine he jumped 10 feet five inches in the standing broad jump he did not run a 40 although he did run a 40 at Tulane's pro day from a testing perspective, the lower body bounce is the most significant component of who Ty J. Spears is as a player. That 39 inch vertical jump is 91st percentile amongst all running backs since the year 2000. That 10 foot five broad jump is 87th percentile of all running backs since 2000 at the NFL combine. At his pro day, where he logged his time, he ran somewhere between a 4.47 and a 4.50 in the 40-yard dash at the Tulane Pro Day. And I think you see when you watch him run in the open field and create explosive plays, he's got sufficient long speed, dare I say good long speed, uh, but it's not the hallmark component of his game. We're going to talk about how he specifically fits within the Dolphins system, but one thing I would like to paint the picture of is looking at his athletic profile on Mock Draftable. There are a number of other comparable players with similar athletic profiles that are players that you should recognize. And I do think it helps to paint the kind of picture of who this player is and can be at the next level. Travis Homer, University of Miami 2019. You guys should know that name. Many of you, I should say, know that name. I try not to assume anybody who's a Dolphins fan is from Miami because I am not. Uh, Kenneth Dixon, Louisiana Tech. 2016, that's a player for me as a draft Nick and doing my draft studies. I picked up that name and it painted a very vivid picture of who Ty J. Spears compares to athletically. Rashad White, who was just a, a day two selection by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in last year's NFL draft. Uh, pretty, pretty prominent pass catching role that Rashad White had. Um, and then the, so there's a player here that I, I think is a bit of an outlier from a physicality standpoint. Uh, but it's Damian Harris. Uh, there's some overlap there. Harris ran a little slower, and he had a real good uh, jumps to illustrate his lower body explosiveness, but he did so 15 pounds heavier than what uh, Tajay Spears did at the NFL Combine. Of course, now Damian Harris, after a first contract with the Patriots, signed a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills, um, and I think the Bills upgraded over what they had in Devin Singletary, but that's a story for another day. Um From a production standpoint, we mentioned 1,581 rushing yards, 19 touchdowns, rushing, two receiving touchdowns this year. Has taken on a receiving role in the past two seasons and really exploded on the scene in 2022, but was a a very effective player in 2021 for Tulane, 148 touches for over 1,000 yards from scrimmage and nine touchdowns. So two-year productive player for the Green Wave, one-year monster player uh, as well. Uh, he only played a handful of games in his first two seasons. Uh, from a medical standpoint, it is worth acknowledging there is some medical concern here, uh, tying back to an ACL tear and a meniscus tear earlier in his college career. And I know that that was something that some teams had expressed a level of concern in as far as the long-term viability. Is J. Sears a, like a JGI, is he a one-contract player? Uh, does he have longevity? And I think that's going to be important for when we talk about where he's drafted, because if there is long term questions and concerns about his long term viability, that could absolutely play a role in the demand of of him amongst a very deep running back class uh, on day two or potentially day three with all of the talented players that we have in this year's running back class. So uh, we're going to talk about next his instincts, his feel. Uh, his running style, where he would fit the Dolphins. But before we get there, today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing, changing, and evolving. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery, from wherever you are in life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suit your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched to a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time with no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on.
0: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com/slash credit card.
1: Tajay Spears. Uh, if you remove, I have to be careful with how I phrase this because I don't want this to be taken out of context. If you remove Bijan Robinson from the equation, Tajay Spears might be the most instinctual back in this year's class. Just from a feel, an understanding of finding creases, finding holes, feeling defenders closing around him, anticipating contact, bracing and pivoting away from contact, creating big plays. This is a player who consistently, consistently gets you up on the edge of your seat. Wow, how do he feel that? Wow, how do he anticipate that lane was going to be there? I gave him an elite score for his vision. And Bijan Robinson is the only other player that I've evaluated throughout this process and nine running backs at this point that got an elite score for his vision. And you could look at what he did against USC in the bowl game in which he absolutely he lit him up like a Christmas tree, right? Ran all over him. And you could say, "Well, USC's defense was bad." You know, all you had to do is watch the Pac-12 Championship game and watch Utah just romp them to understand that. And that's true. You say, well, USC was trying to make the playoff. They didn't make the playoff. They had to play a New Year's Day game against uh, a mid-major school who really weren't up for the game, and maybe that's true, too. But it's all over his tape. <laughs> and, and the feel that he has of creases as a zone runner is where there's an obvious appeal for the Miami Dolphins. Now, there's nothing else that I graded him at that I would classify in his elite trait. I I thought he had good explosiveness. I thought he had good ball security. I thought he was sufficient in the passing game. I thought he was sufficient Uh, from a versatility standpoint. He is very slippery. I gave him a great grade for his elusiveness as far as escaping tackles, whether they're arm tackles or in the phone booth. I thought his contact balance was good I thought he had really smooth, effective feet. I gave him a great score for his footwork. I thought he was sufficient in pass protection. With the medical questions, he got a a failing grade, a 6 out of 10 possible points for his durability. So where does that stack him in this group of backs as far as fitting the Dolphins? I think he would be a very viable upgrade as the RB2, I'm not sure he's better than Raheem Mostert because of the physical components that Raheem Mostert still has that I think give him an edge over Tajay Spears. Now you potentially have a chance to reset the deck with a younger player, but what if his medical questions are a concern? What if the medical questions are real and he is a one-contract player? Now you're looking at a player who might only be a horizontal move. But from a vision, playmaking ability, this would be a really, really nice complimentary player within the confines of the Dolphins, have two centerpiece players in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell in the skill group. Having him be a counterpunch off of that, I think he could thrive in that kind of role. I just don't foresee him ever being a B. John Robinson type of hallmark player within an NFL offense. Uh, as far as how he compares to the other running backs that I would be in consideration, I do think Tajay Superiors, from a skill set perspective, is a contender for the Dolphins. Now, whether or not they choose to prioritize the position or not, that's a different story, but he's he's firmly in the ranks of Abanacanda, Charbonnet, and Chase Brown. I don't know that that helps you, uh, because when you th- you do the math, what you'll end up seeing is, well, we have an option here, we have an option here, we have an option here, we have an option here. But what I really like the most about Spears trying to project it into the Dolphins' offense was when he got out in space, what he was able to do to kind of turn around defenders. He's not going to do what a does and explode away from angles, right? A band, candy, a band gets the corner from Pittsburgh and he is going to run away from you and he's going to break angles and he's going to hit runs and get yards that shouldn't be there. Spears is capable of doing the same thing, but doing it in a different way because it is the the fluidity and he's almost like the puppet on a string where you watch him and he goes to make a move, but then the way that he sticks his foot in the ground and comes back against his momentum and contorts his body to force you to grab air and not get a strong piece of his frame really is the hallmark trait that he has. Uh, it's it's pretty surreal to watch him pivot back against himself. Uh, and he did that down at the Senior Bowl too. He was one of the big winners from the week at the Senior Bowl with his performance there. But evaluating running backs in that environment is always kind of weird anyway because you know it's, it's thud. It's not full contact to the ground. Um, you're, you're encouraged to use your pads to strike and blow, but you don't really get a chance to finish runs and defenders that would otherwise bring you down to the ground kind of wrap you up and then they have to let you go and not take you down because you don't want anybody getting hurt in an all-star event or an all-star setting. So you kind of take it with a grain of salt But there were movement skill components there that really flashed and popped. That just, of course, the big mystery question is: well, how much of this is sustainable year over year, over year, over year? And Tajay Spears, throughout the course of his career, has 475 career touches. And he's gotten better in each of the last two years after suffering those injuries. He's played in 26 games the last two seasons. course you could sit here and play this game with every player at every position across the entire NFL you're one play away right the concern is when we won't have the answer is there a pre-existing condition here that would allow him to enter into a stratosphere of draft value or draft valuation not evaluation that he might not otherwise be that's what we're going to explore here to close today's episode of locked on dolphins but before we do Grand slams, no hitters, double plays are all back in play, and so should you. You need to be back in play with our friends over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if you don't win. Don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. fall into this category that we are discussing with Tajay Spears. Players who are very clearly talented, players who very clearly have a lot to offer, but because of the style of play in which they play, where there's a lot of force being exuded on your lower body joints, if you have a pre-existing injury there, the concern is, is there a re-incidence rate that would set off any alarm bells. The most notable player in this regard, in my mind, for Dolphins fans, is Jay Ajayi. I did the evaluation of Jay Ajayi when he came out of Boise State. And he had second-round grade. And he slipped to the fifth because he had the concerns with the ligaments in the knees. And sure enough, Jay Ajayi has the season that he does in 2016. In 2017, he's traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles win the Super Bowl that year. I don't think Jay Ajayi carried the ball again. For the rest of his career. He's a young guy. Young player. And I'm not going to sit here and say definitively. That TyJ Spears is going to last until the 5th round. Oh, Maybe teams feel comfortable with his medicals. And they draft him in the 3rd round. I wouldn't draft him at 51 for the Dolphins. Not personally. But if he's there at 84. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. He's my RB4 specifically tailored to the Dolphins' offense. It's Robinson, Gibbs, Abanacanda, Spears, and Charbonnet, top five running backs right now. I'd be surprised if, if Abanacanda was going by 84 as well, so I don't know that I would necessarily see Spears being in the resume of he's the best available running back unless the Dolphins value him dramatically differently and value Abanacanda dramatically differently. But this would be the kind of player that if the, if the pipe is still backed up, if you still have a log jam of backs, and you have all these players graded comparably, and you're comfortable with the medicals, I think you would probably need to have three backs or four backs ready to go. So is a Kanda, Tajay Spears... Zach Charbonnet and Chase Brown. Are you comfortable to move back 15 spots, try and pick up a pick, and try to land him in the compensatory pick uh, window at the very end of day two? Because if that's the case, I think that's the recipe for landing a player like this and it making sense. I think he's more... He probably faces a more seamless transition to the pro game than some of the other backs that we've talked about over the course of the last couple of days because of how good his vision and his instincts are as a player. I do think this is the kind of player who can make a meaningful impact for your team, but again, with the running back position in general, you kind of have to ask yourself this mystery question of how definitive is the upgrade for him to lap players that have been in this system for years and years and years? I don't have a good answer. What I do know is I like Tajay Spears a lot. He came out as an 81 and a half out of 100 points for me as a point of reference. Where he mostered uh, an 83.3, Jeff Wilson a 76.3 on an NFL curve of the same evaluation process. Abanikanda was an 82, Gibbs was an 86, Bijan Robinson was a 93 and a half. Robinson's running away with the, from the pack, and that's fine. I think Gibbs is in a tier of his own as well, and the rest of the stuff's on the menu here. The challenge is, of course, that you got an 82, an 81 and a half, an 81, a 79 and a half, a 78 and a half. Like you got a lot of guys tightly bunched together. If the medical's clear, Spears has the inside track to be the most impactful player of the group, in my mind, immediately right off the jump, without acknowledging whatever situation they are stepping into for what players are in front of them on the depth chart. It's a good player. Really good player. And the answers that we need for clarity on how hard to pound the table for him, we're not going to have. The NFL will tell us on draft weekend. I can tell you there's going to be more Locked On Dolphins coming your way, so you are want to make sure you hit subscribe on the show. You can find us on YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I appreciate you guys checking out Locked On Dolphins, making it a part of your daily routine. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Make it a great rest of your day. We'll be back again to talk to you all again soon as we finish up the running backs and start getting ready to transition to another position through this 2023 Spotlight Series. Thanks for watching.